and we are good to go on you. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Random Act of Podcasting. My name is Ricky Smith, and we're in a special edition with my homie, my friend, my ace boon coon, Angel Gray. Uh, Ricky, we, there's a lot that's been going on. Maybe um, you also had a cold uh, since you're coughing on the podcast already, mainly because... No, it was a Frito. It was a chip. What happened? Yeah, it was literally a chip in my throat, but I'm good. You're good? Oh, a chip. Got it, got it. I thought it was because you were at the game. Um, When I say game, I mean the Steelers and Browns game. Um, It was freezing outside. The Steelers uh, took the L, but that's not the end of the story. And I just wanted to get your take, since this is an extra edition, we can let anything pass um, well, this story at least pass till next week. So, um, if you've been living under a rock, Miles Garrett got into a little bit of a brawl, um, at the end of the game, they said it was like 14 seconds when the play happened. It was eight seconds. That was on the clock when everybody was in the field and got ejected, but the helmet hit on Rudolph. Uh, you were there. What did you see? What is your take on how everything unfolded? And I'll get into uh, the suspensions and everything um, after your take. Yeah, um, I don't know. I have a different t- – I don't know. It's pretty divided. Um, being a Cleveland Browns fan, I see – I don't want people to think that I'm doing the Cleveland Browns take and I'm defending my team. But I saw um, uh, I saw Mason Rudolph, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, get frustrated after being sacked um, with eight seconds left trying to remove Miles Garrett's helmet, um, not succeeding. Miles Garrett then getting up, removing uh, Mason Rudolph's helmet, and then using it as a weapon, uh, swinging it and accurately hitting uh, the Pittsburgh quarterback in the head. And um, the whole melee broke out. There was push and shoving, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, one of the, um, the centers for Pittsburgh, understandably, defending his quarterback, um, started swinging, which I thought was dumb to get in a fight and swing with a, uh, somebody wearing a helmet, hitting him in the head, but kicking as well. Larry Obajobi then um, shoving uh, Mason Rudolph to the ground. Um, and just a bad look, bad look for the NFL, bad look for sports. But to mm-hmm. me, this might not be the popular take, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, things have gone like this before. You have tempers you have tension as rivalry as things going on but i don't know i just felt like miles clearly overreacted i think that he should not have used a helmet as a weapon i think first and foremost wrong i just want to say that completely wrong 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 however i think he just reacted and overreacted to something that mason did to him and i think that the whole world's coming down on miles when even now mason's um not reprimanded he's not suspended he wasn't fined uh for to me starting the whole incident all right so i i i hear you there um just to give you um an update and i'm pretty sure everybody else knows this too miles gary suspended without pay indefinitely um except especially for the rest of the season um for the steelers pouncey who jumped into the uh fight situation um and I think he was just defending his quarterback. I mean, that's your leader of the team. And regardless of what happened, like if you're in a fight, you're with one of your close friends at that. For me, I'll speak on my behalf. If I see something happening, and I may not have all the details. I'm just going to jump in and be like, 
I'm defending my best friend and mm-hmm. I'll get the details later. But if you see someone right. take a weapon and attack the person that you care about, everything else goes out the window. You're just trying, you're, it's a switch that goes off and automatically you're just trying to defend the person or you're upset and tempers flare, whatever the case may be. Um, I do agree with you just about, you know, Rudolph trying to take off the helmet of Garrett first. I, I think when you're looking at it too, you're clearly going to win the game. There's 14 seconds left in the game, right? right. Garrett takes him down. It's like a aggressive tackle. He like rolls him to. And obviously Rudolph was not happy about that. Tried, you know, like, you know, need him, tried to take off his helmet, was unsuccessful. Garrett was not happy about that. So he took his helmet off and walked off with it. It was like kind of like a gangster move. And then Rudolph retaliates. I don't know what he, anyone was expecting him to do. I mean, automatically it's just a switch goes off and we're asking, you know, guys that, you know, pretty much hit each other for a living to not be aggressive. If somebody does that to them, I think it was so wrong um, to even see that occur at the end of the game where you see someone literally have a helmet, he was unprotected and that could have gone so many different ways in one way with him, you know, being severely injured. And you're looking at the replays and you're like, okay, caught the padding of the helmet in the back. But what if it didn't, you know, that hit the top of his head and that's a very dangerous situation. So, I mean, I'm on, I think it's wrong. Tempers flare, but at the end of this end of the day, there are consequences for your, your actions, whether, you know, it's, you know, a football game or just in life general. So, I mean, it's tough because for me, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of, you know, I'm at the game. We're all excited. You know, the camaraderie there and the the highlights for Browns fans, like towards the end of the game, we're all sitting around each other and we're seeing all, you know, the penalties that are going against the team. We're like, oh, no, this is a Cleveland moment where everything's going to go wrong. They're going to come back and they're going to win the game. And you're at the end of the game. You know you're going to win. This occurs. And like the coaches and the staff and what Baker obviously told the silent reporter at the game too is just we should be highlighting the fact that they beat, you know, the Ravens and Pittsburgh within the same season, as, you know, and we're talking about something like this. So just overall, just a, a pretty much a bad look, but just just your overall take towards the end. I mean, that that hurts the team. This is a team that had a lot of expectations coming into the season. They get things right, you know, and beat a rival team you know, at home. So a lot of emotions going in there, but then you leave, you lose one of your best players, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's, it, it's unfortunate. Um, and it's, like I said, I actually, which no one's discussed, I actually feel bad for Miles. Um, mm-hmm. Over the course of the years, he appears to be not a dirty player, appears to be such a good heart. There's been stories over stories and stories about the good he's done in community. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, he literally gets sucker punched by a fan sitting in the car and didn't do anything. So, you know, it's not this thing where it's, you know, there's, you know, repeated NFL players who are always in trouble or kicked out of lead. And, you know, the Hardys and the um, Albert Hainsworth and players like that who are just known to be, quote unquote, bad people. But here's this guy that's a good guy. Maybe he snapped, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, really bad analogy coming up, but if you smack me and then I shoot you, the only reason why I shot you is because you smacked me. And I get it. Terrible analogy, and he shouldn't have had control, but it's like eight seconds left, you know, 
Rudolph is having a terrible game. Has thrown four interceptions, I believe. And, you know, first time that the Steelers have lost in Cleveland and, and God knows how long. And, you know, if if things I'll be I'll be honest with you. Actually, let me ask you a question, Angel. If Miles doesn't connect, are we talking about this right now? I think um he would have still been suspended for some point because you took his helmet off and you use it as a weapon regardless of the situation. And that's just to me inappropriate. It's not what the game wants. I mean, you you see them out there hitting each other and, you know, it's 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 a gladiator sport, but they're doing it with padding. They're doing it with a sense of, okay, at least in some way I'm protected. You had what protected him and you went after him. That was the intent. So, yeah, I think it still is a discussion. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's just my take on that. I know because the thing is, I left the game kind of early because I was like, okay, I want to beat the crowd out of here. I know we're going to win this game. I left actually with about three minutes left. We had already scored the touchdown to make it 21-7. So I was like, great. There's no way I'm going to get a car out of here. So let me just, you know, walk back, whatever. And you hear like this crazy roar at the end. You're like, whoa, do we score again? And it's just, you know, another situation. So, I mean, to me, it's just like unfortunate that this, this is, and I, it's been all over the news and um, everyone's been talking about it. And as a, you know, a person that is getting, you know, immersed in the the culture of being a Cleveland Brown fan, it, 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 it's tough seeing that. And it kind of is like deflating of all the things, you know, like losing, 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 bad look, you know, win. And now things come together and then you still can't discuss it. So that's that's kind of that's kind of tough. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I talked to a couple other local um, uh, local sports uh, reporters and things because I just I don't know. I woke up with a bad taste and not because of the game, just all the, the bashing, if you will. Um, I saw people saying that Miles should be kicked off the team. He should be cut and never play it down. And I don't know. It just to me, it was just a little extreme. And I know it was bad. And I, again, 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 you can't use a helmet. It shows a bad example to kids. And 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 the NFL has an image to protect, and they sell so many things. I mean, let's not sugarcoat the fact that you have ads and sponsors and people looking up to these guys. So it's bigger than just a guy on a football team doing something bad to another guy on a football team. But it just seemed like there's way bigger things than, than, I mean, at the end of the day, the Browns beat Pittsburgh, and I'm still happy with that. Like, I'm not this quote-unquote embarrassed Browns fan. I'm not this guy who is ashamed for, you know, et cetera. I mean, I, I'm a hothead. Like, at the end of the day, I do things I shouldn't do. I do things that um, I probably should count to 10 before I say them or do them. So if somebody was to kick me inappropriately, try to take my helmet off. I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. I don't know in the heat of the battle. I've never been in a football field. I've never been in a combat sport past, you know, 12th grades. I don't know, you know, that situation where, you know, it's it's already heated. We hate them. They hate us. But it's going to be interesting what happens in two weeks when we play, you know, the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What else you got? Anything else? What, anything else? I mean, yeah, I got something else. I just wanted to add something really quickly. It's just as far as like when you are looking at the peers too within the league. 
I mean, just even with your mm-hmm. team, you know what I'm saying? The camaraderie, it's not just about like the outsiders, it's about the tight, you know, knit group that you have in the locker room. Um, and, and they just knew that it, even for them to come to his aid and like try and help people off, it doesn't negate the fact that it was wrong. I mean, in the moment and it, and things happen so fast, you know? So like you said, you know, that moment, like it, would he, if he had that moment back, would he do the same thing? I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's just putting your teammates in a situation where they have to be without you and they, you're a big piece of the puzzle. So it's like disappointing that your, your action, you know, does have consequences and it hurts you first and foremost, but also hurts the team and just hurts that we're all looking at, you know, what the league accepts. So, I mean, that's tough to see, but uh, I don't know. Maybe this is better news uh, just to follow it. Kaepernick, I don't know if um, you've caught up with this, but I remember being on the road and seeing that Colin Kaepernick, and I think this is actually after um, the Falcons beat uh, the Saints. And I saw a tweet from Colin Kaepernick. Um, and let's see if I can just pull this up now. He was like, I'm just getting word from representatives that the NFL League office, which is a big key in this, reached out to them about a workout in Atlanta on Saturday. So not just working out in Atlanta. And overall, it was like, oh, wow, he's working out in Atlanta for the Falcons. No, he's working out in Atlanta for 11 different teams um, that are going to be present there. And I'll read those off. He was like, I've been in shape and ready for three years. Can't wait to see that coaches and GMs on Saturday. So those 11 teams out of the 32 teams, and I was like, dang, I'm, this this is pretty much everybody. Falcons, the Browns, Broncos, Lions, Dolphins, um, Lions, I think I already said Lions, um, Patriots, Giants, Jets, Bucks, and the Redskins. Overall, you look at it and it's kind of interesting because I will be (laughs) quite frank. After he got his money and the settlement was done and everything was hashed out between him and the league, everyone was excited for him. In my personal opinion, I kind of like, well, everyone wins here. You know, the NFL is done with them, you know, doing their thing. And then Cap, you know, has his thing. But I thought it was over. And now you see the tweet that comes out about and he now has an opportunity. Some people are saying it's, you know, just a publicity stunt for the league, but why would they do that per se? I don't know. Just wanted to get your take on how you feel about him getting the opportunity and the intentions of it. Um, I don't know. The cap thing is kind of weird. Um, he hasn't played in three years. Um, I don't think anything has changed in three years between him and the NFL and his stance. As far as what, though? Like, as far as... I'm sorry? As far as what? You said anything has changed? Is it the kneeling or is it the, you know, the people that are in his place? Like, it, it can go different ways. Like No, just in general. It's like... The he, overall... Yeah, it's just, to me, he's been out of the league for three years and could they have done this last year? Could they have done it the year before? It just seems like just oddly uh, middle of the season... Uh, year three, they're like, oh, let's do a tryout or workout, excuse me. Uh, let's make it in Atlanta. Let's make it on a Saturday and go. Like everyone knows, like there's college games on Saturday. So most scouts, coaches, teams, et cetera, are, you know, scouting college kids right now. It's Sunday is NFL Sunday. Most workouts are done on Tuesdays. So it's almost like he's not going to fail. Even if he does well, it's like, who's really going? Right. Like who from a team can go and send the representative who would really be able to say, Hey, we should, you know, go for it. So it just seems, it seems oddly strange. Um, but 
it is opportunity for cap. It does seem odd. I agree with you there. Yeah, it just seems like it's an opportunity for Cap to, to to do his thing. Um, I mean, do they want? I don't know. I don't know. You? What do you think? I think it's you know what. Anytime you know a person that you've seen like doing the workouts. I mean, he was to me in my humble personal opinion. Um, I think he was blackballed just because of the situation he was in and you know the controversy with him kneeling. Um, so I like to see that opportunity, you know. Um, I forgot the movie. That boy, I can't even remember the movie uh, when the NFL guys are on strike, and you know they just brought a bunch of guys back to get an opportunity, and he wound up being like one of the best quarterbacks. What was that called? Oh, um, not the longest yard. Definitely not the longest. Yard. <laughs> I forgot. But, but, but yeah. Angel, but, but that's my point. Like, is he still going to nil? Like, to me, when I mean, like, nothing's changed in three years, like, we don't know any difference all of a sudden. Like, it's still going to be controversy. It's still going to be a hot topic. It's going to be people who are going to boycott. So, like, there's no, like, resolution or we, we haven't changed anything to me in three years. Well, the league kind of has. Like, there is a league rule where you cannot kneel during the national anthem. If you do, you have to do it within a tunnel, I believe. And then also, I think... For the one thing where the big question mark in all this is kind of like Jay-Z stance on things when he, you know, took over for halftime, he said, we understood what Cap was kneeling for. Like everyone knew that it was for police brutality. So what's the next step? So I feel like for Cap, I mean, he went through everything. He brought awareness to it. He has given millions and millions and millions of his dollars, and not just with him, but then also other players within the league who kneeled with him, you know, bought in and have donated their money as well and brought, you know, awareness to it. So I think the next step for him, you don't do the same thing. And then this is an opportunity for him to, you know, further his career. And if he's, you know, if this is his dream, if this is still a passion for his of, of his, I say, go for it, you know, and regardless of what we may think, um, I think this is a good opportunity for him to step up. It is. There are a lot of question marks um, just as far as like how they've handled it and where this came from in the first place. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting. I don't know. We'll see there. Um, another thing that's pretty interesting uh, to me is the fact that Carmelo Anthony um, is picked up and uh, he's going to uh, Portland, who started off kind of bad. Uh, four yeah. and eight is their start. Um, what stands out to me about this is kind of like, and you always make this phrase, oh, well, I don't even want to ruin your joke, so I'm just going to leave there. Um, he was recruited to Portland before by Dame. No, you already, no, you already, you already went down the road. <laughs> but it's just like going back to the ex. Like, do you really? He's already turned them down once, and so it'll be interesting. I think um, with Carmelo him right. being out, I think it's awesome that he gets an opportunity. Honestly, I want to see Jamal Crawford get an opportunity too. I hope he's next because that's another guy I feel like can help anybody's roster. But for Carmelo, you know. JR Smith. JR Smith as well. Who's a free agent in waiting? Pick up my guy, JR. That'd be great. Yeah. So um you like to see the opportunity there. I'm big on that. I, I think that's why we're kind of like the polar opposites where you're like very blown about something, but I want to see 
you know, I, I like to see the the success story. Like you kind of like fade out the way you want to fade out. Um, but can he help them is the question. Yeah, I'm kind of conflicted because I, I think Carmelo is a Hall of Famer. I think he de- de- deserves and, and, and should get a farewell tour and just not and not the tour in the sense like D-Wade got. Which that was a little extreme. But um, I think he deserves to be on a roster. However, however, the last time we saw Carmelo in Houston, he was terrible. <laughs> we saw him at OKC. He was terrible. And the way the league is set up now, you know this with, with, with our Cavs or my Cavs or our Cavs, is that there's a youth movement. So I think Portland's kind of cool in the sense they're in a the win-now mentality, even though they're four and eight and last in division currently. But it's like you could develop young talent. You can bring around young guys. You can mold young guys in the league. And aside from going to a team like Portland, and if he accepts the role, what is he really giving you? I mean, if he gives you, let's say, 22 points a game, et cetera, et cetera, which he isn't capable anymore, what is that really doing for your team next year? You know what I mean? So it's like unless he is almost doing like the Dwight Howard thing who – He's kind of reinvented himself right now with the Lakers coming in and just doing what he needs to do and kind of garbage um, balls and, and and hustling and running, which, you know, he even looks different. Carmelo's not that. I don't. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't know if Carmelo has that in him to just do what he needs to do in Portland to get the, these guys to be contenders. Let's be honest. At the beginning of the season, Portland outside, you know, chance, but they were NBA contenders. Yeah. I mean, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And so I don't know. It's just it's hard. Like I said with Jr. and some of the other guys. I know Shump just got picked up, or is getting picked up. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I know the Nets one of them. Um, right. It's just hard with the older guys because even even way contracts are done now, that you know there's a there's a vet minimum, and you see Vince Carter, which is a great sex story, who's I think 62 years old still playing, but it's just again Vince is is has changed his game, and, and you've said it personally. I I met Vince. Vince is probably one of the nicest guys in the world. I'm sure he's mentoring and, and telling these guys how to be pros and how to wear, you know, tie, mm-hmm. how to interview and things on and off the court. Where again, not bashing them, don't know them, whatever. This is a podcast. We talk about our opinions. Melo just always been perceived as a me, me, me guy, even just not playing defense, et cetera, et cetera. So if he's not helping you, and let's be honest, Mar- Carmelo's game is if he doesn't physically have the ball, he's not helping you even on the court. So, his his style. So can he still put up twenty? You know, he's he's a summer league. We, we've been seeing those videos of him in LA Fitness. You know, playing basketball against who knows who. But even then, are you playing defense? Are you are you are you helping during timeouts? Are you showing the young guys even when you're not in the game? You know what to do, what not to do, what not to look for. Is he still going to, to tape sessions? I mean, that's what not to bring it back home to Cleveland. I'm surprised and, and, and amazed at Kevin Love, the things he's doing. I see him not again, like we said before, not on the court, but off the court. You know giving these guys knucklehead sandwiches and, and and being with these guys and showing how to be a pro and just being around them, having fun, if you will. So it'll be interesting to see with Kevin, I mean, with Carmelo, because another thing, he's coming in new. I don't know if he knows many of these guys. So I don't know. Uh, but I do wish him the best. Like I said, he is a talent. He is somebody who I think um, is, you know, one of the most talented guys, still should be in the NBA. But there's a lot of things involved with that. Yes, there are. I mean, Carmelo, 35 years old, or the contract is non-guaranteed, but we shall see how things um, smooth out. That'll be very interesting. Everybody was asking to see if he was going to get picked up. Well, he got picked up. We'll see um, what he does for Portland. And just to confirm, you are right. Um, Iman did get picked up by the Nets. Uh, I know that he is a former Cavalier. Um, A lot of 
Clevelanders respect his game, love his uh, his swag, I guess, and whatever, you know, that may be for Cleveland. So um, happy for him that he got picked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's my um, – I, I would talk longer to you, but I have a couple of uh, events to go to where they actually people want me there. Um, I know you're probably eating ice cream and doing nothing, right? So uh, fun for me, boring for you. But, uh, no, I can't. Like literally, I am not. But we have to. We have to say bye. Right? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm already like getting dressed, so you, uh, you can. Tell them, yeah. All right. Good time. Yep. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, All right, great. Wanna... Well, thanks for catching up. Uh, always great to hear your take. Wait, do you want to? Uh, Whoa. Wanna, okay. Do, do you want a word of wisdom? Yeah. I would like your word of wisdom because I think that's great. So I'm just going to start again. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Ricky. Always a pleasure or not to hear your take on things. Obviously, it was sports-based today. A lot of stuff going on in sports world. So um, always a pleasure uh, being on the podcast with you, Random Acts of Podcasting. We definitely can't end the show without hearing um, (laughs) your word of wisdom. Um, We'll see how this one goes. We might have to uh, rephrase it. Rename okay. it? I okay. don't know. Here we go. So, mm. balls in your court. When life takes off your helmet, don't use it as a weapon. <laughs> Randomized podcasting. <laughs>